Hello and welcome to Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Edwards. Welcome back, guys. Season 2, back from break. And now it shows me a little different this time around. Now, the whole concept of this season is me and Amon, you already know me and Amon's outlook on life and where we come from and all that. It's about finding other people's outlook. It's about learning from other heritage and, and other cultural groups. It's all about learning this season. Me and Ma are going to do a lot of learning. Hopefully a lot of growing. <laughs> hey, for sure. And it's not, guys, it's not only going to be just cultural groups. It's also just going to be getting to know individuals. So also, if you guys want to be like featured on the show, you could like DM us. Like either DM me, you know, Peter1K on Instagram or Richie Lyons, Richard Lyons on Instagram. Or DM It Ain't So Black and White on Instagram. And we'll get you guys on if you want to. Yes. And with that being said, new format. It's just a discussion now. We got ready to run down the game. It's all about learning about our guests. And today, our guest is Andrew Muzu. Hello, uh, hello. Andrew, Andrew, for first off, is my boss. Oh, <laughs> so no, don't start I can't say way. I can't say too much. I don't oh. want to get fired. Sure, sure you can. Sure you can. <laughs> this, this, is, this is your show. Yeah, so we thought it would be nice to have Andrew on for Black History Month and all that. Yeah. So, Andrew... Tell us about yourself. Tell us where you grew up, your heritage, and what you're up to now. Well, as much as I'd love to say I'm from Chicago, um, I'm from a town about 25, 30 minutes away. Oh, um, so you've been lying to me all this well, time. Okay, well, I'm, oh. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm explaining it to you. not from the right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm from uh, the suburbs called Schaumburg. There's this town called Schaumburg, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it is your typical image of the suburbs, just uh, white people. And so... Um, it was kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting when people be like, oh, you're from the suburbs. You must be this certain way. But, um, you know, growing up, it, it wasn't that certain way. It was kind of like almost kind of contradictory if, if you would think of it that way. Um, but nevertheless, um, I went to church in Chicago every single Sunday, South side of Chicago. And so that's where South you know, side, South side of Chicago. It's, so like, like, like 63rd, 64th. Ooh, 65th? Uh, my church is on uh, 43rd, so uh, not that not, south, but yeah. I do have family in the south side of Chicago. Oh, so, so I'm block always territory. there. I'm always there. Uh, I'm, I'm there. And so uh, that's where, you know, my love Chicago came from. And, you know, but um, speaking of like ethnicity and heritage, my dad uh, was born in Africa, born and raised. And my mom's side of the family is from Cuba. My mm. mom was the first born American here. Everybody else was born in Cuba before her. So. Um, I'm loving that, you know, heritage mix, but on, uh, you know, identifiers, I just put black African-American ethnicity, (laughs) Hispanic. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, here I am, uh, general manager of MUTV. Glad I get to work with Richie and, you know, see his talents and everybody else on MUTV. And And you actually hired me. I I did. Uh, but uh, Amy hired you last year. So, you know, none, you know. Nothing too crazy about me hiring you, but you made the choice to rehire me. <laughs> yes, it was a very, it was a fairly easy choice too. It's this guy. Oh, thank you. This guy's a genius, but um, Aww. but yeah, no, it's make me uh, blush and it, stuff. It, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's a great ride. I'm sure Richie, you could talk more about it, but yeah, no, MUTV is great. Love Marquette. Very fortunate to be here, especially as a black man in today's society. College is everything. Education's power. Hey. That was a long intro. Bro. Was, <laughs> hey, that's no, what we like no, to hear. I was expect, actually expecting it to so be So you want to start first question, Mom? You want me sure, to? Sure, bro. Oh, oh we're just going to get right into it. Well, yeah. well, I first start off with a statement, right? 
So I uh, take biochem with this girl, and um, she seems to be from the suburbs of Chicago. But I asked her, she's, I was like, you're from Chicago? She's like, yeah. Are you from the suburbs? She's like, no, I'm not from the suburbs. She was like, I lived in the city. She's, she's a white female. Okay. So I was like, oh, so you know what O-Block is? Woo! And guess what she said? No. What's O-Block? Oh, my God. I was like, bro, you're not okay. from Chicago, bro. You, 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 okay. So, so when a lot of people here at Marquette, when they, if they're a white person, they say they're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Sure, they're from Chicago, Chicago. All right. But a lot of, I would probably say the whopping majority is either like that lives near or in downtown Chicago. And, you know, so they got some wealth to them. Yeah. Or north side of Chicago, which is like Wrigley Field, you know, that area. It's very young people, heavy you know, that's the area. O-Block? Shoot. Yeah, I was just going to say, bro. Like, but but the the mere fact Ooh. that she grew up in Chicago and, and don't know, know what O-Block no. Like, I, I'm from Mississippi and I know what O-Block <laughs> Like, I know, I even know Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama's, yeah, yeah, from O-Block, yeah. It's, bro, that's bro, crazy. Bro, but looking at you, though, uh, I couldn't tell that you was Cuban at all. Exactly. Like, you, you are, you, you, you but look that's, Let me ask bread. you this. Let me ask you this. What does What does a Hispanic look like? You know, probably lighter skin, fairer tone, like more curlier hair. I'm, no offense, but I'm pretty sure your armpit hair is probably like straighter than mine. <laughs> no, it's it's like it's it's black. I mean, I'm, no, I'm no, just no. learning black dude. It's curly. Oh. It's uh, it's not straight. And I'm not, I'm not looking like you know Mark Anthony or anything like that. But um, that's the thing. So for especially the Caribbean, you know, they brought slaves over to the Caribbean. Ah, um, yeah. that's why you know. You have those Afro Latino people. Ah. Um, so you know, if you look at my abuela, um, grandmother, if you look at them, they're it's all black. Abuela. They're all black. Uh, they they just look black. But it's you know, it's Afro Latino. So. That's a good point, bring up because I feel like thing. when you think of Latino, it's like hard to define it because exactly. so many yeah, cultures is, came down is, there. You have that is true. white Spaniards, Portuguese, Portuguese uh, black people Brazilian, in the slave trade force over yeah, there. You got natives from there. Yeah, and. Yep. Yeah. So mixing combined, so that's why I actually I think on most I still asked you like are you Hispanic and like what type of Hispanic because it's hard yeah. to just define that entire group yeah. as one thing because they're so different. Which is oh, why yeah. Hispanic is not even considered a race; it's part of ethnicity. If you pay yeah. attention, to like those, um, whenever you're filling out something for demographics, it's always race like white, black, Asian, Pacific Islander. And the next question is, are you Hispanic ethnicity? So it's not even a race because you can't classify all of them in one bunch. It's just ethnicity, which is very interesting. Is a whole yeah. that's a whole another conversation. So a question I want to ask you, Andrew, it's a little bit more relevant right now <laughs> is uh, <laughs> about. So Andrew used to be a sports reporter before he's the manager yeah. at the Wire. So I want to ask yeah. you about Brian Flores and everything that's oh going gosh. on about the Rooney Rule, which. Wait, what's that? What's the Rooney Rule? The Rooney Rule is Art Rooney, the owner of the Steelers, was very against segregation, all that, and he'd always hire uh, black coaches and all that. And a rule is when you're interviewing for a coach, there's a certain amount of black people you have to interview for that coaching spot and a certain amount of black people you have to employ for that coaching spot. And the Does it just go for black people? Or does, is it's it oh, I think it's all come? minorities, but oh. I think it's a yeah. specific Mainly amount target. because it has to like the percentage wise of your staff has to be that. But Art Rooney, that's why I see was, a lot of them were so good in the seventies because yeah. they they drafted players like uh, John Stallworth from black colleges that people wouldn't look look at. But uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, is it Bill Nunn? I think he was a scout for the Steelers. He just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. 
he was a black scout and he looked at these uh, small black schools and that's how the Steelers got so good in the seventies. That's one of the reasons. But Brian Flores is suing the NFL and he's saying that he has sham interviews just so these uh, organizations can meet the Art Rooney role. Like the recent one was about the Giants. So mm-hmm. Brian Flores was going to interview for the Giants. And about two days before his interview, mm-hmm. he gets a uh, text from Bill Belichick. You know, he used to be a Patriots coach. Bill Belichick. Wait, used to be a Patriots coach. No, he still yeah. is. Brian Flores? No, oh, Bill I'm Belichick. No, Bill no, I'm saying Brian Flores. That's why Bill was texting him. Oh. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I was like, Brady retired, not Bill. <laughs> no, Brady. But uh, Belichick was congratulating him on getting the coaching job and all that. And uh, Brian Flores was like, oh, I haven't interviewed you. I haven't got this coaching job. And Belichick was like, oh. Who is this? He's like, Brian Flores. He's like, oh, sorry, I texted the wrong person because he meant to text his other assistant. I forget his name, who got hired for the coaching yeah. job. He's a white guy for the Giants. And mm. so he's saying the Giants just interviewed him two days later after they already hired a coach just to meet the Art Rooney role just so they want to get yep. fined. They're doing the bare minimum. And you look at other places, like I think he said, and he said there's a lot of discrimination, like Denver, John Elloway was in the other GM was – two and a half hours late and hung over for the interview with him. Uh, there's probably other stuff I'm forgetting. Yeah. Like uh, the Dolphins also tried to get him to mm-hmm. – tried to pay him to tank to oh, lose yeah. game. Oh, yeah, pay him 100K. Yeah, and, and he game. wouldn't do that. And there's <coughs> why, a lot why did they do that? Did they want to fire him? They want No, they wanted the number one draft pick, ah. uh, which would have gotten Joe Burrow. So, But uh, back to Brian Flores – a lot of these are Rooney rule things. A lot of teams, I think the Giants and I forget the other one, I think it was the Eagles, they'll just interview like one black head coach like every time the they hire a new coach just to meet the requirement. Mm. And Andrew, as oh a black man, a sports reporter who came up in sports and all that, I want to ask your opinion on this whole situation. I think first you have to ask, and when people will be like, oh, the Rooney rule is in place, that's a good rule, you have to ask, well, who's making those decisions? You know, it's, is it are black people making those decisions? No, it's white owners. You know, the NFL is, what, over 70% black the players, uh, but there's only one black head coach right now. Yeah. yeah. Mike Mike Tomlin. And My he's, man. He's great. We can, oh, he's the best. He, he's awesome. He's, he's <laughs> Everybody loves Mike Tomlin, man. Yeah. You ain't even got to be a Steelers fan. But, but who Tomlin. is making those decisions? And another I mean? crazy thing for me about this is when I was looking at the head coaches that might get hired. Yeah, yeah. When I look at them, the top three, in my opinion, were all black. Brian Flores is the top. I mean, the way he turned around the Dolphins, amazing. Yeah. You look at Airbnb, who's been amazing for Kansas City. I mean, they've had the number one offense forever now, and he's been the coach there. Then you look at Brian Leftwich and what he's done with the Bucks, And I love Brian Le- what, uh, Leftwich, another former Steeler. And you look at those three guys, and none of them have been hired yet. All these teams are hiring people before – uh, a lot of them could even interview because Eric Bieniemy was still in the playoffs. I feel like uh, he other coaches probably got hired before he even could get interviewed, and then coach yeah. did get hired before yeah. they even interviewed Brian Flores. Well, let me let me ask you this: so Brian Flores is also suing the entire league. Yeah. So, do you think his job is in jeopardy? Yeah, a hundred percent is, and it's kind of just because he's suing the league, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you know, when black people take a stance, it's like, oh no, this is out of your place. Perfect example, Colin Kaepernick. I was just going to yeah. say he's going to be like the Colin Kaepernick of coaches, bro. Of coaches. I was just, I was just Brian saying. Flores knew this. He said it. He said, I, na- I may be risking my uh, 
job as coaching the NFL ever again, a sport I love. But he said he needs a, they need this to stop. Yeah. They need this yeah. to stop because NFL is mostly black players. Yeah. Almost every uh, major sports league other than probably NHL in America, mm-hmm. is my majority minorities. And you look at most coaches around the league, they're usually white. You look at the owners, the most owners of them are especially. white. Yeah. Man, you know, I don't even switch the subject too hard. But this goes back to, like, everything ever. Like, if we look at, like, in the music industry, all the rappers who signed to all these labels, you hear how they talk about, like, how they've been getting done by the label? All these labels yeah. are ran by, most of the time, white people. Like, And it's just crazy that a lot of these rappers get, like, burnt into deals because a lot of them aren't really educated yeah. Yeah. when it comes to it. And they look like Young Thug, for example. I remember I was yeah. in, like, seventh grade, and my teacher was telling me about it. And um, what, what, that, what happened to him? Like he w- he was signed to like some people and he was only making like ten thousand dollars or something. But his music, because you remember this was around the time when like that's my best friend, that's my yeah, well, yeah, them yeah. songs was yes, coming out and yeah. every time was like I'm a stoner, I'm, I'm like a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was around the time when he was getting all these songs, but he wasn't really getting paid. Wow, and it, and it's just crazy, bro, because uh, I feel like I feel like people have been getting like you know messed over for like the longest by him. Yeah, yeah, and you sort of expect the. Most owners be uh, white because of when the NFL started, but you saw these expansion teams yeah. that started sooner, so all their, but still most of their owners are white except for the Jaguars owner, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, uh, there might be one other, I forget, but you see all that, and most of these teams have been inherited, a lot of them. Like, the Seals been have been run by Rooney's forever, and Rooney's yeah. are great. I'm not going to say anything about Rooney's, but <laughs> I feel like other owners might not be as inclusive as the Roonies are. And, and you've and seen that. Let me tell you this. A lot of people be like, yeah, that's why the NBA is the best. But the NBA, Sucks they're, at fault, they're at fault too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a perfect example for the Brooklyn Nets when they brought together Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden, and they needed a, they needed a head coach. They looked at Steve Nash. Steve Nash does not have any experience of yeah. head coaching, and there were plenty of black coaches or minority coaches or other coaches available, but they went for Steve Nash. Or you and look at the ma- is Jason Kidd, he's is he's, he, he's half. He's mixed, yeah. but you still look at him. Oh, white yeah. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my boy Jason Kidd. Like, did you ever see like any of Jason Kidd? That's Jason Kidd. You'd be like, yeah, mixed, he's definitely but him mixed. getting hired over just <laughs> a black coach. Cause yeah. you, he's an awful coach. Who? Jason Kidd. Atrocious. He ruined Giannis's jump shot. Oh, you should I, know I wouldn't that. have gold. That far, no. Giannis uh, loved uh, Jason Kidd. He almost cried when they fired him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean him. I'm a good coach. <laughs> that doesn't make him a good coach. Man, y'all know, I, don't fire me, guys. But um, I, I often like sit and think because I I feel like every time we look around, we we can always like point things to being like so black and white. And I often wonder, like, when it comes to like making these executive and head decisions about who they're gonna hire, like I wonder, like. Is being black the only factor? Because mm. it, it the the way the media makes it play yeah. out, it makes it seem like it's the only thing there yeah. is. But is there other thing? Because I was I was watching. It's, oh my bad. Uh, I was yeah. gonna say it's probably not the only thing. But another thing is that we talked. Uh, don't remember if it's on podcast. We talked before about professionalism and how white people culture, how we talk and all that seems yeah. more professional. So when you're doing an interview. For the white owners and all that, they're going to like the white candidates more because they probably seem more professional to them. 
and there is discrimination in the there's been a million studies about how uh they'll hire somebody with a white sounding name over a black sounding name yeah uh we was talking about that with uncle big yeah and yeah. there's just a lot like that and it's that it probably isn't the only factor i mean there's a lot of great white head coaches that should get sure, the job over sure. some black head coaches yeah. but to see mike tomlin as the only black nfl head coach that's just wrong that makes no sense when the majority of players in the nfl are black so he's gotta be yeah. a lot a big pool of talent for that some people get upset when they're like oh no we gotta look for a black head coach and some people be like why does it have to be a black head coach just just hire the right person well there are right people that are black it's yeah. okay to look for black coaches the thing is we just it just sucks that you have to be defined by a color, yeah. you know. But until we get over that hump, until we continue to hire more black coaches, then I think, you know, it, hopefully it'll be better. But, yeah. you know, there's there are right people for the job. That's why when um, Joe Biden was like, oh, I want to, you know, hire someone of color to be vice president, you know, Kamala Harris was up there, you know. So, you know, there are right people for the job. Yeah, you got to make it the norm, I feel like, to the point where you don't have to have the Rooney role. Because yeah. it's just the norm to look at them all the same. I, I, I will ask, we were just talking about the names. And uh, uh, Richie told me that you have some strong, unique opinions about, you know, certain things about the black community. And I do, too. Oh, yeah. So you're not alone. But do you Hopefully. think um, black people are hurting themselves when we make up these names? And do you think we sh- black people should be more mindful of how we name our children? You know, um hurting ourselves i don't know if we're necessarily hurting ourselves sometimes i find it hilarious because like you know black people i've heard this by many comedians like black people name their kids something they can't afford like i've met like many diamonds many mercedes i even met a bentley one time (laughs) i was like Uh, bentley bro your name bentley he was like yeah bro i was like your boy your mama had high hopes oh man but Uh, do i think that we're hurting ourselves i don't know if the name necessarily plays into the hurting ourselves because i I feel like probably on like a job interview or something but i feel like that's just like a that's just probably like an immediate like response to somebody looking at a job application though it may mean the future for that person but like after a while like saying people name get used to it like even like rappers who got dumb names like like six nine has a weird weird name but we've gotten so used to like saying it that it doesn't matter to us like like for example my little brother, his nickname is Jangalang. And no, when I tell... No way. Is it actually? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but we just call him Bojang for short. Wow. And when yeah. I tell people Jangalang, they're like, what? His name is Jangalang? That's weird. But, like, since we've said it so much, it doesn't even sound like that. Or I remember when first, like, NBA Youngboy came out. Nobody, like, think of that name, NBA Youngboy. That sounds so weird. But now that we've heard it so much, we've grown accustomed to it. Yeah. We? But yeah. what do you say is different because he's an artist? But like, what if I'm what if I'm trying to uh, you know apply to be a CEO of a company? And and my name is what? Lavarius. Nah, I, I feel like that's not a ridiculous <laughs> name. I feel like that's just. But, but, you, but you know what I'm trying to say though, as yeah, far as like. Yeah. You, but do you think that the problem is black people name that or white people who are things assuming it because of their name? And do you think if black people start naming their kids like? white names like Larry Andrew. <laughs> or Andrew yeah do you think do you think that's just like ruining the culture and the heritage I, I don't was, know if it's because names are a big th- part of heritage like, I'm named after yeah, my father who's named is. after his uncle mm. yeah, like is. it's a big part of heritage R- Reggie, racism racism 
prejudice, discrimination is not going anywhere. I don't, it's not going to die off. Yeah. So my thinking is, and um, I'll, yeah, I'll just say it. My thinking is, is that you just got to play by the rules as far as you just got to get by. You know, if you're if you want to set yourself up for greatness, you know, if you want to set yourself up to, you know, be it at the you know, at the best opportunity you can get and then naming yourself like a uh, uh, Laquarius or something like that. That's not necessarily Aquarium. off to like <laughs> that's not really off to a great start. So, yes, it sucks. Yes. White people have made that, you know, the the um, the norm to be like a normal white name. But. Also, black people got to be mindful. That's how it is. And, you know, if you really want to be successful or you want to put set yourself, your, your kids up for success or a better opportunity, maybe being more mindful of their name. I'm not saying yeah. you shouldn't, but that's just, that that's is just a how good it point. is. You, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, just, I most definitely agree with you. I seen a post on Facebook today. It said this new age of, of, of parents be naming their kids. I mean, they put a hyphen in any name. It was yeah. a dude named Robert. <laughs> it had like an apostrophe like with a Robert. Wait, so it was like R. Robert. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I was Robert. Ain't no way. And I was like, what, bro? But it was like, it made sense. And now that I think about it, it, it is kind of apparent that we name our kids a lot of stuff. And and sometimes they end well, a lot of times they end up playing what you'd actually think that person would act like with that name. Like if you think of a Shaniqua. You don't think of her as a businesswoman at the top of a business. You think of her as a ratchet mama with five kids, food stamps, and on Facebook Live saying, I don't normally do this live stuff. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, so it's perfect imagery. That's a good perfect point. <laughs> That's a good point, though, Andrew, because me and mom were talking one time, and, you know, I have more socialist ideas, and then I think it was you saying, why you invest in stock market and all that? You're a capitalist. I'm like, well, I live in capitalist society. I got to play by those rules. play by the rules. But I like that point, but I do want to – I got more yeah, questions yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. So big thing is though. we oh, talked about it's Black History Month. They gave black people the shortest month out of the year yep. for it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you guys think that was on purpose or do you just usually like – they was like, ah. Oh, no, isn't it because Martin – or Martin Luther King was born like January 16th or 17th. No. 17th. Yeah, cause yeah, no, okay. that was that was dumb. I was gonna say something, but it's president. Know, it was President's Day. I was thinking about not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but wait, wait, wait! Before you make your statement, this is so funny, bro. A lady got on Facebook today. I've been looking at Facebook a lot lately. <laughs> Man, how old are you, <laughs> bro? See, that's another thing. Like every time I talk to a white person about Facebook, they're just like, "Facebook is for old people." But where I'm from, all the young people on Facebook, people, yeah, they're like they're all the young. Facebook. I think we talked about this on our social media episode. Yeah, but um, I was saying, uh, this is about Black History Month, though. She said, "Y'all know I don't why I don't like Tom Brady," and I, and I read on. She was oh, like. Gosh. She he waited to the first day of Black History Month to announce his retirement. <laughs> it's all about him. All the headlines are about him. That's funny. But <laughs> Andrew, I want to ask you, uh, uh, what do you think's the moment in Black History that's most overlooked by society? So many. Um, I think there's one, and I feel so bad for not knowing her name off the top of my head. Um, but there, we talk about Rosa Parks. Yeah. But there was someone before Rosa Parks. Yeah, the, the girl. Exact she same was younger. Thing. Yeah, she was younger. She was dark skinned and she was a teen mom. Mm-hmm. But the re- because of all that, because of being dark skinned, because of being a teen mom, they didn't tell her story um, because of, you know, being ashamed of, oh, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I learned was that 
does do you guys both know what the GI Bill is? Yeah. After World War Two. Yeah. When the veterans come are coming over and they get all their money and stuff. So all they get, like, the housing. money, housing for school and all this other yeah. stuff. And obviously, you're you're coming from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So the United States government, um, they helped give some reparations to Jewish descendants. Mm-hmm. They helped do that. Well, how come? Where, where's where's our uh, reparations? Where's that at? You know, they they were able to do a, a stimulus check, a stimulus bill for COVID nineteen relief mm-hmm. in a matter of what two weeks. They whipped up that money so fast, and Amen. they were sending it out to everybody. Twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Never forget where you came from. Oh my God! <laughs> I see the dude. He he was like, I never forget where I came from. He had his stimulus. He had a lobster tail hanging out a bowl <laughs> of noodles. I was like, I was like, bro, what are you doing? But you understand, like that money can help a lot of yeah. people. So so we have so Jewish people, Jewish descendants have seen some type of reparations. We have COVID relief bill, which obviously is, is definitely needed during this time. Um, but since 1619, when the first slaves came over, what did black people had? Black people are the first race in the entire world to have zero capital starting out as a complete race. So what do we start? What are we building off of? And that's why you see a lot of, you know, that, that, you know, buys into the systemic racism. Why black people, you know, tend to be in, you know, lesser, uh, disadvantaged communities because we, we have nowhere to start off. Zero capital. Hey, zero. So see, I, I kind of disagree with you and it's to the it's so I disagree with the point of it depends on what you mean by reparations like we talked about this on our like mm. last episode episode yeah. before break where we were talking about reparations it depends on what you mean by if you mean cash benefits to all black families and American stuff then I think it gets murky right it's there very murky because you just very like you, first you got to define out what what black what black what, is yeah you got to find out what black is and then if you give everybody their money I don't know about your your side of Chicago but I know in my side of Mississippi that money ain't gonna go into no business I'm gonna see everybody riding around on 20 poles yep. TVs yep. on the outside of the exactly. car exactly <laughs> it's just like all right it's not gonna because we are financially illiterate so mm-hmm. yeah because so, we don't know yeah yeah so I think reparations and you know you said it perfectly because i I think the same way as far as if everybody gets a check for five thousand dollars yeah i don't know if that money's going to go back you know to like black owned businesses building houses and all this other stuff i don't think so yeah and uh, you put it perfectly i think reparations can come into like a factor of you know building new schools um making sure the roads are all right uh building new houses so that it's a it's nicer housing but it's also affordable for black families Stuff like that, resources. More about resources because, listen, if I give you, say, say like Richie punches you in the face and you have a bruise mm-hmm. and he gives you $100, mm-hmm. the $100 is not going to make the bruise go away. So, like, yeah. if, if, if they give out reparations, right, and they give me $5,000, racism is still going to exist in the world. Yeah, they ain't But what's no going to help is the resources for, like, the next generation to be more educated, so... Reparations is a huge thing. Yeah, I I think um, reform for the for the black community should start mm. in the schools. But in my head, I think about this all the time. I think about how 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 impossible it seems for reforms to start in school. So, for example, we need better teachers because growing up where I was from, a lot of my teachers weren't even like certified to be teachers. They had to leave before three thirty. So, mm. in that. I got to think like, man, why don't we have better teachers? And then I got to think about the environment that I'm in. And then who wants to come and teach in the environment where everybody getting shot? Like what good teacher wants to come and teach in an environment where you might not see that student the next day because he died and everybody wearing his shirt. So it's just like who wants to come to that? 
And that's just like every black neighborhood. And and another thing that I like popped in my head a, probably a year ago is like I've never been to a nice black neighborhood. I, that is that has never been a thing in the world or or that I've known of. Well, well, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, before me the, yeah. and Andrew yeah, talking about Tulsa, this before yeah. the black, yeah. before the yeah. show. Black Wall Street. Yeah, Black Wall Street. Now, but like in today's society. Nah, that's that's not a thing. So I think the reform should start in schools. And I think the next thing, like, I'm not going to take my hard stance on rap music like I did because I kind of disagree with myself from the first episode. But what do you disagree with? I disagree with myself. So first, first, I think the first episode I made points about like how how rap music was is very destructive in the black society, which which I do agree. But I wouldn't agree to the extent that I probably agreed on on the on our first episode like i do agree that black uh, that rap music is is destructive to society because it it's like the music comes from the society and the music feeds back into the society because i think about all the people i see trying to walk and talk like nba young boy they're like they're, they're like i have no idea what's gotten into these people and then because they don't do drive-bys and hits to taylor swift <laughs> ain't nobody like i came in like a rap. <laughs> nobody nobody's no, doing don't. that yeah so um yeah. So, and another thing I think is probably the biggest, biggest thing is financial literacy in the black community. Like I talked about this a lot on my like my like separate podcast podcast when I did it by myself, and it's like getting us to know what what how much value money holds. Like my grandma, my grandma never knew what the stock market was. Like, and she's like seventy five. Well, she, and wow. she doesn't know anything about stock. My mom, like I was explaining to her how investing a hundred dollars a month and 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 um, into an ETF that grows ten percent over a year over forty years and how much money that would equate to. She's like, "Oh, I need to start doing that. I ain't never heard of that." And I was like, "Man, that's crazy." Because I can't blame my parents because they they were never taught this. So I think the first thing comes with financial literacy and, and knowledge. Knowledge is power, as you said. Knowledge is power. What what would you say um, the role the N word plays in rap music? <sighs> you know, or maybe not even rap, just in general. You know, when black people say that's our word. What what is what is it? How does that make you feel? You know, so I, a lot of black people disagree with me when I say this, but because I was having this conversation with a girl named, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dis, no disagree on her name. She wants to come on the podcast, by the way. She wants to come on okay, the podcast. Okay, okay. That's girl name. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might find out in a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but um, we was talking about um the N word. She says she don't think anybody should use it, but definitely no white people should say the N word. And then I thought to myself, well, white people are like the main supporters. They're what make rappers rich. Like you think Lil Baby rich off, off black people? No, white people are the ones who, who buy all his merch. I, I went in Richie Dorm the other day and two white kids had an NBA young boy poster on their door. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like no black person is going to buy an NBA young boy poster. Like they don't, black people don't really support them like with their money. Like they, they'll stream you and they'll, and they'll defend you when it comes to argument talking about who better, Tupac or young boy. I think young boy is better. But <laughs> hey. wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about music wise, not like, not, not like, uh, bro, he, he died when he was like 24. Bro. He died Come when he was 26 on. and young boy is like 22. Think about that. Think about that, but but I'm I'm I don't but not to that's another yeah yeah that's another topic. That's another topic. But <laughs> the role that the N word plays is I don't I don't <clears> think <throat> it's as major as we put it. I think that the word becomes a norm, like it it has become so normal that it only it only makes the record go stop, makes the record stop, like you know that little dramatic mm-hmm. er, er, yep. when a white person uses it. So then it's major. Yeah, and then it's major. But other than that. <clears throat> 
because we we black people ah what's up my ah uh, what's up my or 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 that's my because many many so, rich homie corn my my it's just like mm-hmm. so I don't think it's as major as we put it I think it plays a huge role only when it comes to like like when it's like if if a white person said at all then we automatically throw the the races at them I'm not saying that they're not racist. But I think that, like, if we really don't want nobody but black people saying it, I think that's kind of, like, slow because it's just, like, how can we stop other people from saying exactly. a word? It's it's a word. That's like trying to stop me from saying the R word. Richie don't like when I say it, but I say it all the time because, like, where I'm from, that's a normal word. Like, You're getting better at stopping calling stuff gay. That's another thing I call out. And you're getting better at that. It's not hard to not say a word. Man, you know, as as but when I, your favorite artist is saying it over, yeah, and no, over that again. is true. That's yeah. a so, big thing. But that's, I mean, that's why I get confused when people be like, uh, they get mad at someone, at a non-black person, for saying the n-word when they're listening to like a Drake. Ain't it? Drake is the biggest star in the world right now. Canadian. One of the biggest musicians of all time. Yeah. And so he says it, and you know, if someone a non-black says it, I, it's upsetting, but. It's no surprise because he's that's his music. Yeah. So I kind of agree with the girl. I don't think anyone should say it, but I will say, um, you so you think that this the N word is black people's word and nobody else should say it. No. Is that what I'm hearing? Because no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 I think that everybody should be able to say it. Okay, no one should be able to say it. Okay. No, I think that everybody should. Every, yeah. Wait, everybody yeah. should? Yeah, because this, this is my thing. How are you going to stop them from saying Are you going to governmentally, gov- are you going to do like Canada did, where they made you like, where they kind of made you like call someone the gender that they want to be called? Are you going to like government mandate that, hey, you can't use this word? Because then I think that like spirals into something else. I think that spirals into like a government like silencing thing. And when, What when did you become, do socially though? Like how... You're wearing a shirt and pants right now yeah. because society thinks you should wear a shirt and pants. You know that that, that is uh, that is totally different. That's a very like, how is that <laughs> different? <laughs> how is that different? He said that's t- huh? Society pressures you into doing that. No, I wear a shirt and pants because if I go outside in Wisconsin cold, I'm a die. Oh <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that society there's a lot of societal pressures for what you can say. Like right now, how like. If I didn't have to wear uh, the shirt right now, like what? Why wouldn't I? It's because society says that you shouldn't, and uh, people listen to society because you'll be thought of as an outcast, you thought as different, mm. and then you'll probably get yelled at for it by somebody. I mean, you know, I only I was thinking about this earlier today in my room, and um, I was thinking about like, man, I really like change the way i talk just because i'm i go to marquette and I'm, code I'm, switching yeah. yeah no 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 yeah yep. it, yeah it's code switching change the way i talk and yep. the things i would say because mm-hmm. i get on the phone with like my family members people don't hate me people y'all don't hate me now i get on the phone with my with my family members and i think about the words i say because this is just the environment that we grew up in i dropped the r word the f word the, all the other words when i talk with my family because this is normal black people aren't well where i'm from black people aren't like hey shouldn't say we we don't we don't care that is only like that is only like that woke like i don't like using the word leftist because it sounds very like uh derogatory but but like the very like left stuff where they really care about it and it's like very left and white where they come up because you ever you ever been in a place where like somebody said something that you didn't even notice was like kind of racist and a white person stood up for you and was like hey 
<laughs> I'm like, how are you more offended than me? Like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Sit down. Like, oh, man. And that happens to me, like, all the time where I'm just like, bro, I don't even care, bro. Like, just chill out. So if Richie said the N-word right now, you just. Nope. Wouldn't so, care. I got so white friends who say the N-word. If your professor said, like, hey, you, N-word, sit down. See, it's <clears> different. It's different. It all depends on the connotation because we, as black people, know how to use the, the word as an adhering, adhering term. But we can also use it as bad term. Like, but it's not necessarily the term that's bad. It's the context that it's using. Because my professor blatantly called me an N-word. And then I'd be like, hey, that was nice, mister, <laughs> or, or whatever. But, I, of course, I wouldn't be cool with that. Cause Why not? Because he, the connotation that he used it in was referring back to the way they used to use it when it was like before the civil rights movement, or but even a, after that. So, a word, but a word is just a word, right? Yeah, but you can use it in different <coughs> contexts. Yeah. What, what if he used the a ending? The a ending, it, as I said, it depends on like how he said it. Like if he, if it sounded like he came off just trying to call me and me only, even though that sounds very contradictory. It, it is very contradictory, but it all depends on the, con- the connotation. Because, for example, th- and I'm saying this because we can't stop people from saying the word. So you, no, you might yeah, as well. We yeah, it's it's like guns. I'm sorry to switch, com- but I'm not going to stay on this long. It's like guns. We can't get rid of guns, right? We we cannot get rid of guns. Like, that that's an impossibility. America has more guns than people. So, in saying that, should I say that we ban guns and think that all um, viol- gun violence is going to go away? Or do I say more people, more mentally stable people, should apply for a gun to defend themselves? I would say I would go for the latter. Give more people guns to defend themselves. And I, and I would obviously support background checks and mental background checks and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, an anarchist. But, yeah. Do you understand that the N-word is, like, the only word that has, like, these certain rules? Because you said mm-hmm. it's different in a certain context. So, like, when people say... You can say the A ending, but not the ER ending. They yeah. both have the same origin. Mm-hmm. And so when so like when you said like it's not as strong or like it's not such as like a big deal as it was before. Do you, the N word is literally the only word that yeah. people like choose and pick and choose over. So yeah. to me, that's still a big deal. Because do you understand that a lot of people when they were when they were being killed, that was the last word that they heard yeah. until they and then before they died. So do you understand that a lot of people fought just to try to not assemble or assess themselves based on that word or to identify mm-hmm. themselves with that word? Because mm-hmm. the whole world, the whole society, I'm not going to just say America, the yeah. United States, a lot of countries, they use it too in, in different terms. But, you know, a lot of people fought, died because, you know, black people equaled N-word. They try to, you know, disassociate themselves from that word. So that's why when people say, yeah, the N-word's our word. No, it's not our word. That's the yeah. white people's word. They gave it to us. Yeah. So why, how can we use that as support when people died? They, people were killed. Once they said the word, they're dead. They, they used to enslave people because of that word. So why is it our word? How can we change the meaning, you know, and call ourselves, this is a brotherhood, this is a sisterhood. This is a community. We we are all n words. What? That's what. That's what they wanted us. That they gave us that. Yeah. Do you do you know yeah, what our I, I do you know what our nicknames were before we were called n words? Kings, queens. That's what we were. 
So, Man, you sound so, like uh, Dr. Umar. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, my boy, though. I, 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 I love Dr. Umar. I love Dr. I was Umar. Sound like Dr. Umar. I, I He's mentioned on the podcast a lot. That's my boy. That is my boy. Bro, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't. The only point I disagree with you is the how likely is it that we will stop using the oh, word? It is not like yeah, so. No. And and to my point, I would consider myself a very reasonable person, rather going off reason than these like, like, like um, far fetched ideas. Like, like I I I've reasoned to believe in God rather than to believe that the universe created itself out of nothing, and I then see. we we have came all this way from monkeys and humans are the only ones gotcha. to develop a reasoning mind that that because i i I find that more reasonable to believe so i find it more reasonable to believe that we should get ever give more people guns yeah i find it more reasonable to believe that eh, everybody should be able to say because when you if you limit it limit the n-word to just black people based off america i've said this a bunch of times we have something called the one drop rule where if you have a black parent, black grandparent, black great-grandparent. Drake, Drake, he's you, not even 100% black. Yeah, Obama. <laughs> but, J. Cole. Yeah, but and, and we would call them black because they have a black ancestor or something like that. So do we give them the N-word? Like, like for example, what's his and name? Logic? What's his name? Yes, Logic? Yes, yes, Found yes. Out he had like, he's like white. He's half black. And he looked whiter than Richie. Mm-hmm. But, but, but. Freckles and everything. I mean, he's as black as J. Cole is. Yeah, he but. Is. But but should we should we allow them to say it? So this was my saying because I, I I seen one of my girlfriends, not like not like that friend girls. Yeah, me, girlfriends as in like friends yeah. that are girls. Yeah, she shared a post on Facebook one time and it said, "If you're not black, you shouldn't say the n word." And in my head, I was like, "What do you mean by black? What does black mean?" Yeah, what do you mean? Like, is can Obama say it? Because like, so then why don't <laughs> why can't just don't say it? Why not? Why can't we just say that? Just don't say it. Why we gotta use? The, just don't say it. Why not? Why can't we say that? At this moment in time, maybe there will be a time where people don't say it. But at this moment in time, it's so entrenched or drenched in our culture that it that it, that it would seem like weird not to say it. Yeah, I could see that. Like if I yeah. change the because have you ever seen like when a word when when a, a word with the n word in it go on the uh, radio and they change the word to hitter? <laughs> like my hitter, my hitter, my hitter, my yeah. They change it to hitter. They they switch the word around. Yeah. So I can I can see like. I don't, uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't want my kids growing up in a society where we use that word on a regular and then I got to tell them the history of the word and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and I think about it and I think, what's more reasonable? Should I tell my kids the 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 the, the history behind the word and um, tell them how bad it was for society and let them choose for themselves what they'll do? More than likely, they're going to say it because they're kids with, with fragile minds and who fall into society's traps because as we all are socialized as we grow older and i don't know man it's it's a hard it's a hard thing it's a whole thing it, it, it ain't black and white <laughs> it ain't so black and white okay i feel like richie ain't talking like 20 minutes yeah what am i supposed <laughs> to say that discussion <laughs> like that is not my place to talk and that gets into my <laughs> next point i wanted to talk about is andrew me and mom have many conversations when a white person talks to the black community, do you find it pandering at all? Do you think it's their place to talk ever? Well, I, I was. That's actually a great transition because yeah. you said Richie had to talk. That's okay. Yeah, we need more white people to just sit and listen, <laughs> and not only listen, just pay attention, because I'm sure 
Like, uh, Richie, how many times have you learned about the civil rights movement? You you know all about, you know, Dr. King, your yeah. Rosa Parks, your Malcolm X's, uh, all those type of people. We hear about it, right? But what is it? It's it's so different when you can sit down and listen, pay attention, hear black people talk, hear them discuss, share different stories. Um, but don't try to relate to them because you can't. But just sit and listen. So that I think that's perfect. You know what I mean? And then if you want to engage in conversation, I would just say make it more about questioning. Um, formulate your your conversations about questions. So like, Rich, like you're asking questions like, how can uh, white people better understand the black community? How can we mend these relationships? It's those questions, not like, yeah, you know, Andrew, I agree with you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, no. I think you, you form better understanding when you start asking those questions because it shows that you're curious, you want to learn, instead of just saying, yeah, you just gave your point, all right, I'm going to give my point. And you, I just gave my point, you're going to give your point. Nobody, everybody's just, it's not like a conversation. You know, it's, it's more yeah. about, okay, I'm going to wait until you finish talking, and then I'm going I'm to I'm talk. Okay, he's finished. Okay, here's yeah. my point. You know what I mean? It's different. So. Oh, it's more like a listening to respond rather than listening to, like, grab it and take it all in mm. and think about it and think meditate about it. it yeah but that takes a lot of effort yeah it does which is why a lot of you know white people don't necessarily i'm not even just going to say white people i'm going to say a lot of people because even black people we do it to ourselves sometimes we don't we don't necessarily uh account for um each other's stories and how we can be a better community because over time there's been like you know like the dark skin versus light skin conversation there's Colorism. been rivalries yeah so i'm gonna say all people need to do a better job at listening to each other and maybe it's not just about race maybe it ain't so black and white <laughs> but you know that's just something to, to answer your question that's a very good point now another thing i wanted to talk about is so the black community is like a very strong community in america more than probably any other like racial group really. what do you mean by strong are you like connected like oh i think uh hispanics they're pretty connected that's yeah. true. asian asians they're all oh, chinatown yeah, I, I disagree with the Whew. whole black people but i'm saying over Indians, the they or i was gonna say over america because their experiences are very similar all across america mm. and i was gonna say my experience as a white man pittsburgh i cannot relate at all to a white man from like georgia mm. i see i, I want to ask you andrew do you think you'd have more in common with a white man from chicago or Amon, a black man from Mississippi. Amon from a black man in Mississippi. Because being black in America doesn't necessarily uh, matter whether you're from the, the, the depths of Alabama to upstate New York. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe in Alabama you might uh, experience more harsh racism. Maybe in New York you might experience more harsh racism. My mom grew up. She was born in the 60s. So you can imagine, you know, how mm. what that era was like. But she didn't experience all that, you know, that much racism. And I, my sister and I experienced more racism than my mom has growing up. She was born in the 60s because we're in the suburbs. So it's, it's it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you're from Seattle or Miami, being black in America, being black in this world, because it's not just the United States. I want to keep saying that it's not just the United States. It's all over the world. Europe, they don't talk about Europe. Black people, whew, if you go to Europe, go to Germany, see what happens. You know what I mean? So that's, I think it's, I'd be able to rate more to him. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree that he'd be deaf. Because uh, my best friend, Drew, from Chicago, and. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Drew from Chicago. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I <laughs> hey, uh, his his name is Andrew, too, bro. That's crazy. He, he, so he's from the west side, right? And I, I one time I went down there and I stayed like two weeks. And I realized that Chicago is no different than Mississippi when it comes to anything. Like, yeah, their houses might be closer together. Than they anything? Might. What do you mean anything? Yeah, yeah. Chicago, the city is not no, like, no, no, compared no, no, to the no, state no. of Mississippi. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about like black people. Oh, okay. Soci- okay, black okay, people okay. society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of, cor- of course, of <laughs> course. Of course, that's different, bro. But I'm talking about like like black people society wise. Like yeah. they 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 do the same thing. They might they might talk a little different. But they might, their houses might be closer together. They mm-hmm. might got basements. But, but overall, the whole, the way that, that stuff moves around, the way that people are messy and spare, spare rumors, the way that people are uneducated about certain things, the way that people are, are in the streets taking, selling drugs, rapping and stuff like that. This is like, this is like the same. And like, it's just so crazy, bro. It was like so eye opening to me because I thought, I thought that it was completely different. I, I, I had no idea what I but, thought. But what were you thinking? Like, what are some ideas on when you first thought of that? Like, what what were you thinking? You said it was completely different. So, for example, I thought coming to Chicago and and meeting like a mm, black people, I, I thought it was gonna be like a they were because in my head I always pictured like the South as like less educated than the, than north. the north, and and until I came up to Chicago and I heard people spit the same like 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 um like same government like rumors to each other. And I was like, man, they, they say that where I'm from. Or 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 old men who say the same sayings. Like 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 they'll say like if it's eleven fifty nine and you sit on the toilet and you get off after twelve o'clock, it's the same S H I T different day. I was like, bro, I heard my granddaddy say that. It's just, it's, it's just like it, it is just like so there it's like I, I often think this in my head. It's like every hood in America is the same. It's just different faces and different cases. And when mm. I say cases, it's Ooh. just like murders and stuff like that. It's different faces, different cases. Different but cases. overall, the same thing happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I never find it surprising when, when I hear a black person talk about, like, their upbringing. And they say they they didn't they were, grew up in the hood and, and, and gangbanging and stuff like that. I'll just be like, hmm, sounds like every other black neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, so crazy to me because yeah. I used to think it was different. I used to think they, they lived by different code of morals. I thought they ate different food. Nope, same rotel and chips. No, sir. Same greens and neck bones. Same dress. I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no different. Egg bones. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how it is. It's the black struggle that kind of unites unites us. But – in some ways, we are still broken, which yeah, we're I, just talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in the fact that, that you said broken. So, I feel like people, like, because, like, you ever, like, nod your head at, like, a random black person when you're around a, a bunch of white That's people? That's, like, a, like, a must. Like, you got to. And then and then white people be like, oh, you know him? <laughs> <laughs> <We're just> like, <laughs> like, no, bro. We just no. Reco- we recognize where we at. Like, yep. I will yep. say, though, I haven't met a black person at Marquette that doesn't know him on. <laughs> he's everywhere man he's Everybody everywhere I took him up to my new hall and literally everybody we saw he's like oh hey what's up mom oh hey mom <laughs> <laughs> bro you know I have no idea how I even meet all these people I, cause I, I don't even know none of their names like like especially like when it becoming like white people like white yeah, girls yeah. and white white dudes cause like in my head like I don't mean to be racist but they all look the same oh, yeah, and, and I know they, yeah. they probably copy and paste <laughs> yeah it's just like copy and paste yeah yep. or, or put it in like a add an S or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, wait, have you ever heard of a website Spinbot? Spinbot. I've, I've never heard of Spinbot. I don't so know about I, you, Richie. Have you heard of Spinbot? No, I've never heard of Spinbot. So in high school, there's this, there's this website called Spinbot. I hope none of my professors are listening to this. So when I write a paper writing it, it don't sound that good. You copy and paste your, your essay in the Spinbot, and it makes it sound so professional. It's free. I just put y'all on game. <laughs> oh well, I, I thought it was gonna be like something like Grammarly, where you like fix all your, your grammatical mistakes. But it's it, oh, it, cha- it changed the words. Like you wow. could you could have said you could have said like a man, I ain't have a dollar, and Spinbot would be like, he didn't have a single dime or penny. <laughs> and it's just I was just like, oh, that sounds good. Copy <laughs> and you ain't even got like copy and paste the whole thing, bro. Oh my gosh, it goes hard, bro. Oh. It goes hard. Oh my gosh, but um. What did I start off on? Oh, the brokenness. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and talking about the brokenness, it's like I feel like people see the black community as like this one united in arms singing like Negro spirituals. Oh, no, no. But, yep. it, but it, it is. Wade in the water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody clapping. And picking up the cotton, putting it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it is not like that. It is not like that. Not like, today, at least. Yeah, not the civil today. rights movement. I'd say it was. But yeah, yeah. Not today. Um, you know, I don't even know if it was like that in civil rights. I feel like the civil rights gave us like a the frontline people because my grandmother, okay, yes, my, yeah. my grandmother was born in 1946, right? And I was asking, I was like, Hey, grandma, what was you doing like during like the Black Panther Party and the civil rights movement? She was like, Oh, we stayed in the house. I didn't want to go out there with them people. Mm-hmm. I said, Why you ain't go out there, grandma? She said, We thought the white man was gonna kill him. And I was like. So everybody went in it. She's like, no, nah, a lot of people didn't join the civil rights movement. A lot of people stayed in the house. I was like, man, they don't teach you this in school. It's, it's <laughs> interesting because, you know, in those protests for 2020, I didn't want to go out to any protest mm-hmm. because of that, that threat. You know, you see, like, police shooting rubber bullets. So maybe it's this, I don't think it's the same thing. But I, I don't know. I just kind of uh, I don't go to protest to for a different reason. <laughs> interesting. I don't go to protest for, like, Okay, I was listening to Dr. Umar once, and he brought up this point about the uh, the bus boycott. And he said, instead of trying to sit on a white man bus, we should have been trying to get our own bus line. And and Do I you feel know like how hard that is. <laughs> no, 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 to no. Get it was our own bus line. Though <laughs> it was more of a figure of speech because you okay. remember like when they had the bus boycott, people were signing up and and driving people places. Mm-hmm. I watched the Martin Luther King interview about it. But the thing about it is like black people, we've always cared. Well, lately we've always cared about like. Like, you know, color representation in, like, offices, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but we've never really cared about what that person said they were going to do for us. For example, like, in the Democrat Party, black people didn't, didn't, don't know, didn't know anything about what Joe Biden wanted to do. and But yet they still sold his vote because we as black people are so sold to the Democrat Party. And a lot of people came down hard on a Ice Cube when he had that Build Back or whatever it was called, not Build Back, that black business thing for five hundred million dollars or five hundred billion dollars with Donald Trump. And everybody was like, "Nah, Ice Cube, you sold out." But the, yeah, I was to say, "Oh, he's canceled." Yeah, yeah. But the bill was for for black people, and and Donald Trump was gonna sign it. But we were so sold and sold like I'm not saying Donald Trump was a good person because at, at all, but like we so sold this perspective of like that the Democrats are gonna be like there to like help you out because a lot of black people only vote for Democrats because they like the food stamp, which I like it too because I grew up on that boy. <laughs> had I ain't had to have that government cheese, you know, I was balling off that food stamp card. My mama sent me to the store, but I know the pen still today. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and it's just like 
we never really looked into what policies people would push rather than what demeanor or how that person made us feel when they said words. And I, I just like but why should black people black people should matter about like, politics. They should vote. Yes. Yeah. Go and do that. But do you like you understand why black people don't necessarily pay attention to that? Because you understand that no matter who's in that big chair in the White House. Yeah. It's going to be the same stuff. Like what you said, if you use the toilet at 1159. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. no matter who's in the chair, it's going to be the same. They put Barack Obama in there and they're like, you know, change going to come. <laughs> same <Sam> thing. <laughs> same, <laughs> same thing happened because, I mean, it also matters about who's in the, um, you know, in the mayor, House yeah. and the Senate and the mayor yeah. and your representatives. You know what I mean? But we don't necessarily look at that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. Y- your local politicians matter a hundred times more than whoever's oh, yeah. sitting in yeah. the pop, which a lot yeah. of people never pay attention to. Nope. Like they, they don't even know. They couldn't name their mayor. I can't name a walking mayor. I seen him on a YouTube ad today, though. What, what's his name? Like Cleveland or something? No. Oh. Uh, I think that. That was just wrong. Is it Evers? Is it Evers? Megger? I don't know. Guys. Evers. Evers. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's just like. Uh, I'm gonna. And and another thing is like, I feel like just because we like see somebody black, we we like write their name, we stroke their name. But just because somebody black don't mean they got black issues in mind. It's just like. But it's the same thing with the black head coach. Yeah. You know, all we just need is that representation. Let's get that representation out first. Kind of like what we were talking about. Okay. Actually, it's not what we were talking. Well, I guess it can with like Miles Morales and Spider. That is the next question <laughs> I was gonna ask. <laughs> so before that, we talked about representation. That's yeah. what Andrew's talking about. Yeah. We talked about that in real life. I want to talk about it in fiction because Spider-Man came out a month ago, and a big part of Spider-Man is Miles Morales' character who's into into the Spider-Verse, and we're probably gonna see him in live action soon. Yeah, he's an Afro Latino character. I oh, he's Afro Latino. I thought he was just Afro. Yeah, he's no. black and Puerto Rican. Yeah, ah. so from New York. I want to so ask us. you guys because there's more representation in these films than ever. We just saw Shang Chi. It's actually playing at Marquette's Theater tonight. Oh, we saw Shang Chi. Black Panther was a huge Panther, hit. Yeah. You see all this. I just want to ask you, what does representation in film mean to you guys? It means so much because especially with the younger generations when. You know, we're growing up and we're watching these shows and you see someone like that looks like you. It means so much. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Encanto, but, you know, it's uh, kind of sim- it's like, you know, one of those Hispanic Disney movie Disney movies set in Colombia. But all of the like, <clears throat> whoa, excuse me, puberty, all of the um, <laughs> all the characters have, you know, different colored skins. Some are darker, some are lighter. Mm. But it just shows that diversity. So it means so much when you have like a Miles Morales, a Spider-Man that's so popular. You yeah. know, Spider-Man is one of the most popular superheroes of all I time. I mean, that's why Peter Parker is so popular. That's why I yes. loved him as a kid because I looked like him. That's why Stan Lee made him like that because he was go. modeled based on what Stan Lee looked like yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. That's why I always loved him. I could relate to him. He had the same problems with me. He looked like me. Yeah. And that's why I liked you him. You had a Mary Jane? I wish. <laughs> you said he had the same problems as you now. <laughs> Did your Mary Jane go to MIT or, or Oxford? <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, those that representation means so much. Black Panther, you know what I mean? That's that's another thing. Like, oh, that that broke records. That yeah. was an iconic movie, yeah. and it meant so much to see a black superhero. Yes, um, like that. Um, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. He was doing movies. That James you know, Brown movie. James Brown, Jack, uh, Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. But it was really that Black Panther 
that really like, oh my gosh, this guy, this guy's something. A lot of people were able to see it more. Yeah. I I must agree. I I don't disagree with you at all. I I think that black representation representation is 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 great, man. Especially like to little kids, because I feel like as a little kid, like I had this like certain like stigma of like white people that they were kind of like better than us. Like for example, like they like call our phone, and I'd have to say, "Hey, mom, it's a white woman on the phone," and she'd get the phone and and change her voice and be all try, all try all preppy to like to them and. And, like, it kind of gave me this impression as a kid that they were kind of, like, higher than us, which obviously that ain't true. But it was it was true in the socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like it would be great just for kids to see that that um, um, black people are um, being represented on movies and stuff. I mean, Captain America's black now. Oh, yeah. So. I, I think it was – I always thought it was funny. You know, Falcon, Captain America? Yeah. Did you not see that? You didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier? I've not seen. Oh, I, well, I know. Like at the end of uh, Endgame, when he when he gets that, uh, is that yeah, when he got he, the shield? Yeah, he got soon everything. The whole show is about a black man becoming Captain America and what that means. And uh, in the end, what is this? Uh, Captain Cap- and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, yeah. And now he's like the head. If you go on Disney Plus, if you go to the Marvel section up front, is him as well, Captain America. Who's Black Widow again? What's her name? Scarlett Johansson. You, you know uh, that actor tried so many times to convince Marvel that him and uh, Scarlett Johansson can have like some type of love relationship. Yeah, I know. Anthony Mackie. Wait, who, <laughs> who tried to do that? Anthony Mackie tried to pitch a, a romantic thing I'm, between I'm, him and Black Widow. Yeah. He wanted, to, he wanted to have those scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just wanted, you know. He wanted to be like, oh, my bad. I messed up. Run it back. <laughs> run it back. Run it back. Oh, I shouldn't have never kissed you like that. Run it back. Run it back. So, yeah, he so many times. Yeah, okay. So we're almost out of time. Be- oh, wait, 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 wait. Dang. I was going to say, um, oh, about black cartoons. Have you guys ever noticed, like, how in a lot of black ton- black cartoons, like, the black dude always, like, turn into, like, an animal or something? Like, Princess and the Frog. Is, is or, the or prince that, black in Princess and I the Frog? Think he's, is nah, he black? Nah, nah, I'm pretty sure he's nah. a Hispanic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, they don't even want black princes. <laughs> no, yeah, but the princesses. <laughs> or what's the that princess. spy movie, you know, where that black dude turned into a bird? Like, that new spy movie? Oh, uh... It's the one with Will Smith and Tom Holland. You oh, talking about that one? <laughs> he turned into like a bird or something? Yeah. yeah I'm on, I don't understand what your point is. See, I've never noticed that. You've <laughs> never noticed that? I, I feel like almost a lot of times when I watch like a black cartoon, it always be like something that like closely relates to animals. Like it's never just like a, you know. You, I think I see that in African characters because you think of Africa, you think of the wilderness. So they have a lot of that like vixens, a big black superhero. But even that, that first that. Lion King, that first Lion King, the main characters, Simba, Nala, Mufasa. Yeah. Uh, they weren't even. They were white. The only the only black characters were the hyenas, the evil <laughs> <Yeah>. ones. <laughs> Do you guys understand that? Yeah. So I didn't even know that. The the newer version, obviously, that's you know. You got like young. Yeah, but like Whoopi Goldberg was one of the hyenas in the first um, Lion King. Those were like the black people were the hyenas. Yeah. Everybody else white. Simba, the young Simba, the, you know, all of them. Hmm. Yeah. I still don't no, understand your point, that. of mom, yeah, but no, I, I feel like black that. characters always get electricity <laughs> powers. I feel like that's how it goes. Electricity powers. Well, yeah, you got Black Jamie Lightning, Fox, you got Static Shock, the new Electro. Frozone isn't electricity. Frozone, that's okay. not electricity. Yeah, but I'm just saying a lot. Of, I mean, not everybody. Like black yeah, Panther, yeah. of course. Like, <laughs> 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 Where's my super suit? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I got to ask, though, bro. How How is it, like, you know, 
having like one part of your family be from Africa and one part of your family be from Cuba? Like, how do they like have have they ever been like in the same room? Like, they're like <clears throat> like cousins and stuff like that, like or something like that. Like, do they? My, my dad's side, they're all in Africa. Oh. But when I'm interacting with my mom's side, it's like you see me how I I'm just black. Mm-hmm. They're just black too. Yeah, and then like they just dating uh they have black kids and next some of some of them are mexican too so like but we all just look black we all as a collective we all look black but you know there's a little bit of mexican in us there's a little bit of cuban there's a little bit of jamaican there's a little bit of haitian so but it's just black so like we just operate like any other black person that you see because they're in, the, in chicago so any other black kid that's I, how it is yeah i was also gonna say uh i don't know if, if you ever really responded to richie's did he ever respond to you like a reporter question? Reporter question. How was it being like a black reporter? Oh yeah, well? no. Cause we were, we were talking about a whole bunch of things. What, yeah. what was the What was the question again? I was just gonna ask. Coming up as a black reporter, and there's not. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of representation. That if you think about black reporters, you probably think of the weatherman and Family Guy. Like I want to say, coming oh, yeah. up in oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would say coming up in that industry. Was yeah. there any like hard times, troubles? You ever felt discouraged because of your race, because of how people saw it? The biggest thing is when I have I was assigned for the journal. The journal is uh, Market Wires Magazine, school magazine, mm. and I was assigned a story um, about MUPD. I had to like research them, talk with different police officers, and then I had to sit down with them and and just ask them questions, mm. you know. And luckily, Edith Hudson, who is the chief, she's a black woman, which is you know great for her. Uh, but we had these conversations, and I was asking her questions outside of what my story was about it was supposed to be about like you know mepd but i was just talking about the relationship between black people and the police and those stories that's i'm glad that i was able to do those but you know especially in news and sports you just look up to people that are like you in that industry your stephen a smith's your michael wilbon's <laughs> you know you, you use that as motivation and then whenever you get stories that are like about diversity you want to make those like one of your best stories I had a Black Lives Matter story last year. Um, and so, like, you want to make that, like, your best one. Because, listen, whenever they talk about diversity, unfortunately, in the wire and in the world, if they want to give a story, if there's a story about, like, a black community, they always give it to the black reporter. So, like, you might as well take advantage of it. Hopefully one day you can have white reporters go, but I don't know. For now, so you're talking about getting uh, stories just because you're black. Do you ever think you didn't get a story because you are black? Oh, um, oof, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's ever been like a situation where like, oh, we need a white person on this. <laughs> Maybe for like, has there ever been like a Hispanic one? A hockey game. A hockey game. <laughs> no, there's never been one like that because anything that's not black is just like considered the norm. Oh, we're just talking about school. We're just talking about uh, student government. We're talking about president level. But if there's something like, oh, BSE, Black Student Council, something like that. Do you feel like you got forced to do those stories, sort of, or like? I didn't get. I I don't feel forced, but it was like almost expected. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like I know I'm gonna get this story because they're asking me all these questions. Like, oh, uh, who do we contact? Oh, since you know, you might as well just take the story, Andrew. I was like, yeah, I guess. I I guess. I was gonna ask to kind of roll back to the police. How how do you think about the uh, how do how do you feel about the the police and black people in America today? I it's will say we have to keep this quick because we are way over time. How much time we have? <laughs> We're over time. Give me, so give me an estimate. I'll keep it. Man, give it five minutes. We got five minutes. Man, oh, nah, man. Roll, roll it out, man. This there, is recorded. There's <laughs> a there's a definitely a, a history. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Between it, stemming back to um, 
the Thirteenth Amendment when that was signed and abolishing slavery. And you know, the police started out racist. The police started out as a group meant to, you know, help slave catchers mm-hmm. get fugitive slaves. Mm-hmm. So on that basis, when you're, you know, when you start out that way, it's already off the bad terms. Now, you know, then you have <laughs> post-slavery, and then you have early Jim Crow, and you know, police officers. There'll be obviously there'll be lynchings. But then they go to police, try to report them, and the police would turn a blind eye to it. There's another thing. And then you have the rise of like groups like the Black Panther Party. You have the rise of, uh, you know, civil rights movement, Malcolm X, Dr. King. And you have like the FBI going up against them, you know, constantly saying, oh, gosh, these black people with guns. No good. No good. Or uh, this is Malcolm X speaking up about black self-defense. This is not good. This is... uh. MLK talking about nonviolence and then boom, they're all, they're all killed. And then you have police brutality, of, of course. So there's, I see the history there. Um, one thing I will say, Amon, is that, um, and I, I spoke with a police officer a couple months ago and I asked him about black lives matter and blue lives matter. Mm. And he said that and it was a white police officer. Mm-hmm. He said that he does not like it when people use blue lives matter as like a, contradiction to black lives matter Mm -hmm. because it's automatically putting the police against black people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we all say all lives matter until black lives matter yes so part of all lives matter is blue lives matter but all lives matter they won't matter until black lives matter it's not blue lives and then all lives and then black lives it's like not three different groups Mm -hmm. we all should be working together and so i thought that was very interesting but there's obviously history there when i get pulled over I've only gotten pulled over once because of uh, my sticker was expired. Mm-hmm. I was so scared. I was frightened. You know, I was sweating. I And when I immediately got pulled over, I quickly reached for my um, wallet. I wanted to have everything ready because you never know. So that's the reality that we live in. And that's the relationship between black people and police. And I don't know if it can be mended. I'm optimistic, but uh, it's it's a progress. It's 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 a process. How do you feel about the whole defund the police permits? And keep in mind, like, like it doesn't necessarily mean actually defund yep. the police. It's more like a there we go, yeah, relocate the police or or like like a re like like what's the word disperse police kind of. Mm. I think uh, as far as defunding, I don't think there's a joint definition of defunding, mm-hmm. but I think majority of people when they say defunding, because I, I also spoke with a, a defund um, like an activist in that mm-hmm. field in police reform and they just preferred that that money that millions billions of dollars being spent on Mm -hmm. police Mm -hmm. be spent in like um recreational centers um education that stuff that's mainly what they mean by defunding the police you know police officers they have these nice ford explorers that they're riding in (laughs) and then i think mepd just got some new vehicles as well so while the while they're using they're pushing that money for those tip top vehicles, mm-hmm. they need to be pushing money out to the community. So that's what I that's what I feel about defund the police. When people just say just take money out of the police, and just <laughs> yeah. just give it to the, you know as reparations. I don't know about that because mm-hmm. you you need the police to like you know, you know they they they're supposed to protect the community you know and all that. So yeah, it's it's so complicated. But that's what I think. What do what do you think about defunding the police? You know, I I. I'm I'm always at odds with what I believe because because it changes on my yeah. mood, it changes on the day, it changes on what I listen to. So at the at the moment, I'd say I I agree. This is one thing I agreed with uh, Biden about. 
when he made the statement that at um at every like like call with the police he'll have like a certified like therapist or like psychiatrist show up at the thing and and that's what's something oh. and i i agree with that point because i think that mental health in the black community though it's starting Whew. to be looked at more now is so overlooked like for oh example like think yeah. about if we get a school shooter and he's white they're gonna be like oh he was dealing with mental illnesses he was he was bullied but let a black person like shoot like two people he's a menace gangbanger former felon it just he raped three kids killed a cat just like, that's what they were saying about <laughs> Jacob Blake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, he he was, you know, he was on the wanted list. He yeah. was a felon. He was a former felon. So, I mean, and, he died. But, you know, that that's. And, and that's I think say. to myself, when they say, like, he was a felon. And myself, I'm like, boy, my grandma is a felon. So so should you shoot her too? <laughs> like, 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 what are you talking about, bro? Just because somebody a felon don't dehumanize them and something like that. So that's those are points that, you know, I, I agree with. When, when you hear defund the police, do, does, does that like do something for you? Or when you hear like Blue Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter, does that like so you feel at odds at least? Or at, at I feel odds. I source. I support what Biden said. That was one thing I really liked about Biden. I actually did an interview with a police officer during all that during the election process, and I talked about that. And the police officer thought that defunding just means getting rid of all the money, and I was like, well. Joe Biden, the president coming, doesn't really want to do that. He wants this reform. And I think it's more reform than get everything away because you have to keep the police because the executive branch needs enforcers. They have to enforce executives. So you have to keep them. I think you have to relocate where the money's going. You have to like look at the system as a whole. And you have to change it. I feel like there's it's everybody's been complaining about it forever. And it's not really gone better at all. So I think you have to do something. Bruh. You have to really look at it. You know, it, it wasn't, it was probably like after like, uh, what's her name? Breonna Taylor got shot. That I, I, I was watching like a Dave Chappelle skit. I love Dave Chappelle. From like, my favorite comedian. Bruh, hands down. But From he's, a, he's canceled too. Hey man, don't. Yeah, that, no, he's yeah. part of cancel. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying he, he should be, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I got a whole thing on that. We don't talk about that. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could talk about that too. Hey. Be part of that conversation. I love to hear people's thoughts. Yeah, I love to hear people's thoughts on it too. But I'll just say quickly. I think uh, for his most recent special is fabricated just to get more media attention. Continue. Yeah, I also think there was nothing bad that he said, but uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say. Uh, Dang it, guys. <laughs> Come on. No, no. Uh, Breonna uh, Bri- Bri- Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Breonna Taylor, bro, it wasn't until then where I realized that, like, when I was watching Dave Chappelle's special, that, like, uh, uh, police brutality been a, been a thing for a while. Like, he was talking about, like, how he wanted to call the police after somebody robbed his house, but he couldn't because he said the police would be like, oh, they <laughs> broke into his house he's and he's still here. He's still here. And he hung up pictures of his family everywhere. Put him on yes, top of the head. Yes. Closed case, Johnson. Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's, Let's get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And 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 Looks then like he's still here. And, and then and then I started listening to Richard Pryor. I love Richard Pryor mm. too. Like it was wow. like some nineteen seventies stuff. Yeah. And then like it was like when the po- he made like a joke about police like killing people. He was like, "You want to get beat up? Just just ride in a white neighborhood or something like that." <laughs> or one time he was like sitting out and he said, "Oh, here come the police!" And he pulled out his drink. He was like, "I can't go to jail uh, sober." And he started <laughs> drinking. It. <laughs> and it was just so crazy that that if it, it feels so new, even like polarity within political systems. Like <clears throat> I heard a girl say, um, 
America has become way more divided because of Trump and uh, Biden. And then I was in sociology last year and I was learning about like George Bush and, and, and Ronald Reagan and all those people who created these rifts in America. And I was like, man, this is this has been a thing. This is nothing new. It, it, but it feels in our society as if like this was just done, as if it just happened. But it, it's actually been like I often quote the Bible on here, but but it, that's, it, that's great. And Ecclesiastes it says there is nothing new under the sun, and and it, and it just that just like rings true so much because every time I ever see something new, it's like a few days later, months later, I always find like oh this ain't new at all. Like for example, girls with high waist pants. My godmom, she's like fifty something, was telling me about uh how they used to do it when they were in school, and I was like man, I thought those were new inventions, <laughs> but they weren't. It's just like, yeah. wow. All right, well, we are out of time. So, Andrew, I want to ask you one final thing. Keep it quick. I'm on. Nah, Let man. Andrew talk. Roll it, roll it. <laughs> I will say one final statement. What do you think white people can do or any other race to help the black community, to help all these problems we just uh, talked about? Listen. Just listen. Be quiet. Strong Listen words. and be quiet. And then also understand that you're going to get fatigued. You're going to get tired of constantly hearing the, uh, about stuff about race. But when you get fatigued, understand that it's bigger than you and that this is still a problem and that you're part of history. And you have a lot of power, especially white men, white people in gener general. They have a whole lot of power to help create this change and rewrite history. Right. Well, thank you, Andrew, Powerful. for coming thank on. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> well, Powerful. Love word. to have you on sometime soon please, again. Please, Richie. Richie, I'm begging you. I'm begging <laughs> you. Please have me on. This is amazing. Of hey. course. Well, this has been Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Elwoods. Peace, y'all.